Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Rhode Island Blood Center, Mother Earth Wellness, Trinity Brewhouse, Rhode Island Energy, and R1 Indoor Karting. I am your host, John Fusick. Today, we have Zara Bodie of the Sweetback Sisters. They are known for their lovely harmonies, their country-flavored music, and particularly their annual Christmas shows. The Sweetback Sisters will be bringing their country Christmas sing-along spectacular to the Jamestown Art Center on December 16th as part of the Newport Live Music Series. So, uh, you folks are from New York, from Brooklyn? The band formed in Brooklyn, but now we're kind of scattered all over the greater Northeast. Are, are you still in Brooklyn? No, I now live in Brattleboro, Vermont. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's a far cry from Brooklyn. Yeah, but, you know, I still have family there. My mom's originally from there, so I'm kind of one of the people that will always have ties to New York City. Hmm. Which, I'm... I'm happy about actually <laughs> <laughs> so what about your musical partner where does she live she's in west virginia really yeah in the elkins area oh wow um she is a creative director of augusta which is a cool like cultural heritage arts you know center in and based in west virginia so how did you folks start out we found a mutual love in country music um, and harmony singing. Even though uh, our approaches were very different from each other, we knew how to sing with others. And, you know, we were both found ourselves as 
good, malleable harmony singers. And so, uh, yeah, we just locked in there and started a band. So it started off as a band, didn't start off as a duo, it started right off as a band? Yeah, mostly because we were inspired by those bigger honky-tonk groups. And there's just like, you always have fiddle, well, you always have guitar, and then you always have upright bass, and, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So where did the name the Sweetback Sisters come from? Um, it's, uh, it's slang from the 1920s slang what does the slang mean someone who has chosen the vagrant life um you know like a train hopper or you know someone who wants to hit the road and and travel which kind of represents you know anybody crazy enough to be in the music industry (laughs) (laughs) oh i know i'm in it trust me So, how did you start out from Brooklyn? How did you get into country music from Brooklyn, though? That seems like an odd pairing. Well, I mean, the truth is is that country music is like a very large melting pot of various styles of music. So, I wasn't raised in country music. Uh, so, I definitely brought it more of the swing and rock and roll elements that you find in honky-tonk music. And then Emily was raised as uh, in traditional and old-time music, fiddle tunes and square dances and that kind of stuff. And so, but yeah, my, my folks, my, my mom's originally from Brooklyn. A very long time ago, uh, Emily and I were on a tour together and she was offered a room in a house in my neighborhood. And at the time, we were in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, do you know this particular street and this neighborhood? And I was like, yes. And any house on that block is going to be great. Say yes. Let's move to Brooklyn. (laughs) And so uh, we just started singing from there. Do you play instruments or you just to sing? We both play instruments. What do you play? Guitar and fiddle and piano. Oh, and uh, Emily plays? Well, she's the one that plays the fiddle. She plays fiddle and guitar. Oh, okay. I would be more um, guitar, piano, percussion, rhythm. So you folks have been on a Prairie Home Companion and Mountain Stage Radio as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm actually... You... Oh, go ahead. No, I was wondering how you hooked up with them. Well... Prairie Home Companion was, uh, when we first started, we were actually part of a a talent contest. We sent in our EP, and it basically started a career. How many recordings do you have now? I I read something about an album, King of Killing Time, but I wasn't sure if that was recent or not, because I wasn't sure if the the press information you had was up to date it is from a few years ago we haven't made anything new since the you know the last few years how many albums do you have i don't know maybe five or six and you (laughs) you you do both covers and your own your own music correct yeah um but this particular show that we're doing is a christmas show right right well i was just getting a little background of what you're doing Mm -hmm. what were your musical inspirations that the kind of music that you enjoyed what was it that inspired you to become i listened to a lot of the davis sisters the davis sisters were uh, a group that included skeeter davis who later became known for like the end of the world and other hits like that loretta lynn who we got the opportunity to open for um just various like 
been in powerhouses in that like golden age of country music. So you opened for Loretta Lynn. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pre- that's pretty cool. Where did you get to do that? I don't know, ten years ago maybe. Where what? Where was it? <laughs> At the Calvin Theater in Massachusetts. Oh. That place is closed, I think. Actually, going to reopen. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. they're trying to reopen it. Although the the Iron Horse, the Calvin, and something else shut down, and now they're in the process of trying to reopen. They they will be reopened. They were actually taken over by, or the Iron Horse was taken over by Signature Sounds, which is our record label. Calvin is going to be the folks that put on shows like the Bowery at the Bowery Ballroom and stuff like that. It's called Dance Falls Production. So what was it that made you get into doing this whole Christmas thing? What was, uh, you know, how long you've been doing it? What was the inspiration for setting up the show and, and, you know, going out on the road with this, this project? Emily used to go to some Christmas show in Chicago at the Old Town School of Music it's called Mm -hmm. and it was just like a sing-along show and fun and in general like she and i like came together as like chorus singers we were used to singing in groups and it's so much fun to sing with your friends and so all of a sudden we're like hey we're going on tour in december let's throw some christmas songs into the the show and they really took off like so much so that like by the next year we could do three shows in our our various hometowns of just christmas music because what i did is i made songbooks for everyone so that like they had no excuse they had all the words and they could sing along but the idea was to like do the tunes well enough that someone could sit and enjoy but make it very hard to not want to participate as part of your show you do other things as well besides music don't you have games and contests and stuff yeah the christmas I, I, <laughs> when we decided to call it the country christmas sing-along spectacular i was like i felt it was like my duty to figure out what the spectacular parts were <laughs> um, and so it was just like let's have prizes let's have trivia let's have you know just fill it with kind of theatrical antics which you know was where a lot of my training came from was like performing art school and musical theater and stuff and so and you know most musicians are pretty malleable and able to you know do different styles and everybody's done a christmas record so you you can find a lot of mutual groove and play between the musicians regardless of like what they're musical upbringings were okay what's the band that you have with you you have a it's a four-piece band i believe no six. Oh, six. what do you what instruments six total including emily and i yeah what's the instrumentation upright bass uh drums electric guitar and we'll have keys this year of um organ and now you guys you said you're spread out around the northeast uh how do you get mm-hmm. together and rehearse so you do like an internet kind of thing or you just kind no, of rehearse individually no. well at this point we've been doing it for 15 years i think oh wow um, it's that long so but either way because we live in such different places and this is how we work as a country band as well as a christmas band which was that we would get together a few days before the show to put everything together and see what happens <laughs> Now, have you done that yet? No, no, everybody shows up on Monday. Where do you all get together to do this? 
We'll be doing it in Brattleboro, Vermont, mm. where I live. You have a big rehearsal space? I've got a Victorian house. Oh, wow. <laughs> we that just must... got a lot of rooms. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that must be a joy to upkeep. Well, the woman who owned it before me was pretty awesome. Like, when I moved into this house, I was just like, okay, this is going to be a project. But, like, she did such a great job. You know, I just feel like a steward as opposed to... Like, it's a burden. Mm, that's a good thing. It's a really fun space to share with people. Well, that's good. You and Emily both have kids now, and you didn't have the kids when you started out, but now you both have kids. Yeah. And you take them on the road with you, don't you? Here and there, you know, it depends on what the situation's like. But previously, I think we've always, for the last seven or eight years, there's been at least one baby on tour, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember you having kids with you when you did the show. Now, how many kids um, do you have? have two. We both have two. You both have two. How old are they? Yeah, they span from two to eight. Two to eight. Do they enjoy the show, or are they like, <clears throat> "Mom, why did we have to go with you"? Usually, they enjoy the show, <laughs> um, especially because it's Christmas and they recognize the songs and stuff. But I've I've had to I've done what I could to like involve my son in in the show and like whenever uh kids can be a part of the show we try and involve them you know whether that's just like a little piano piece or something of the sort so he plays <laughs> uh my son plays piano and I'm, but I don't I don't know I don't think any kids will be coming on tour this year just the way that the dates are lining up but we'll see too soon for school vacation yep exactly uh our last show is the last day of school, so they'll be staying with grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> what songs do you usually include in your uh, your repertoire for these shows? Are they are they uh, classic, traditional, or original, or what? There's usually just a mixed bag. Definitely a lot of classic songs. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. A partridge in a pear tree On the second day of Christmas My true love gave to me Two turtle-outs and a partridge in a pear tree On the third day of Christmas My true love gave to me My true love gave to me Four calling birds, three French hens Two turtle loves and a partridge in a pear tree On the fifth day of Christmas My true love gave to me On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese and laying five golden rings. 
has a favorite Christmas song so there's a lot of people to a lot of requests to attend to <laughs> but uh, yeah lots of classics and whatever we can do to have audience participation we, we take those opportunities you know so we usually look for those those songs where it asks people to yell or <laughs> sing real loud or laugh or you know <laughs> call and response that kind of stuff now, have you folks written your own Christmas music yet, or is that something that's in yeah, your... Yeah, yeah. On the, on the first record, there's an original, and I've done two or three originals in our shows. Oh, great. And, and same with country songs as well, but like, yeah, I definitely have been writing a new Christmas song every other year or so. Now, you said there was on the first album is the Christmas song. Yeah, we have one 
um, one Christmas record, and we were like, is a band allowed to make more than one Christmas record? I think you're allowed to make, at this point, whatever sells. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Yeah. If you can and sell so them, then you should make been, them. Exactly. We've been, I think we wanted to wait like 10 years before making the next record, so that should be pretty soon. Hmm. Now, do you folks bring merch with you to like uh, t-shirts or albums? Definitely, or, definitely. Uh, yeah, and I, I usually make like some sort of poster or memorabilia, and um, we always have our records and any new projects that any of the members have been a part of. Because you know, any opportunity to sell merchandise is really important to keep musicians on the road oh yeah absolutely i mean it's just that's becoming the bread and butter lately is more as the the uh the merch because the cds are just you know <laughs> cds are like dinosaurs at this point so unfortunately <laughs> Our next thing is gonna be an a-track back. <laughs> i don't I, I don't know cassettes and a-tracks i never was much of a big fan of those things uh eight tracks were interesting they just played forever but you'd have that loud clunk in the middle of a song changing tracks and cassettes they sounded great on the first pass but every subsequent pass they got worse and worse until the tape deck yeah until the tape deck eventually ate them (laughs) so uh how long is the show that you're going to be doing at uh newport live um usually we shoot for about an hour and a half um the uh we used to do two sets um with a nice intermission in in the middle um but it seems like since the pandemic people prefer like one longer set now is this something you encourage folks to bring kids to absolutely if if the venue allows it bring them you get the kids okay. involved as well the the, the audience kids i mean do you oh get- Yes, honestly, everyone feels involved in the show. You know, it definitely feels like a community event. It's very interactive. We may not, like, bring kids up on stage, but, I, you know, we're throwing candy. We're handing out <laughs> fun prizes and stuff like that. So, yes, it is definitely a family fun event. Now, I know you had some stage props last time. Do you have stage props as well this time? Because we haven't picked our set list yet, I don't have all of our antics. It's usually once we start putting the set together that I'm like, oh, this is when we put in that da 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 da. Uh. <laughs> That's when the wheels start turning, and yeah, my the band decides which of my weird ideas they'll humor. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you are you in charge of this band? Is that? Um, no, we. Uh, it's it's a. Um, how do you say uh benevolent dictatorship (laughs) (laughs) um like uh emily and i are in charge and basically now we just take turns you know so i had to do a lot of the booking um programming for this year because she's been so busy she's moving right now and stuff like that but yeah we've now been a band for a long time so we know what needs to get done and we just like try and help each other out that's that's all we all we try to do at least well that's a good thing how many of these christmas shows are you going to be doing this month i think this year we're just doing eight in the past we've done as many as 12 or 15 um so it's, it's nice i think it's all about when christmas falls you know in this year because it falls on a weekend we lose a weekend oh. <laughs> you know, so you got to do it a little 
because it's like a shorter run. But yeah, I, I think we're at seven or eight, so this is a nice, a smaller tour. Now, do you stick to primarily New England, or do you go beyond? The tour closes in in Brooklyn, New York, but we've we've brought this to D.C. and Pennsylvania and Maine and Ohio and West Virginia. So we do do greater northeast for sure and generally what is the response to the show and around new england and the northeast people love it I, I mean we've now been doing it for 15 years it's so weird you know we've, it's now a tradition in a lot of people's families which i feel really honored you know like when people get their tree and decide to set it up to our christmas records you know and i get those little videos and from fans and stuff but my favorite compliments at the end are the people who are like i was so not in the christmas spirit until this show so thank you you know (laughs) like it's just it's a little tilt in the direction of like optimism and hope and like you know we we never are without sadness but we can always inject humor and uh gratitude and empathy you know what the season can bring now, do you see a lot of recognizable faces over the years that keep coming back? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And sometimes we forget, and then you come into a town, and you're like, oh, my God, it's you guys, the ones who, like, always dress up, or the ones who, you know, and what's so great is, oh, my gosh, I think, you know, our show in uh somerville wasn't even like the tickets weren't live for more than a few days before now there's just standing room only you know like people like tell their friends and they get a whole gaggle of folks together and drink and sing and eat candy with us it's great (laughs) now have you seen kids that came to this as babies or small children grown up and still coming Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I do, well, including my own kids. <laughs> but no, no, it's pretty wild to be like, you know, when someone introduces themselves and I have to like flip through the Rolodex of my brain <laughs> to be like, why do I know these eyeballs? And it's because they were on a, a seven-year-old kid that I talk, taught at a camp, you know. <laughs> Um, and all of a sudden they're still doing music or, you know, whatever. It's just, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing to be in a band that has found a niche, so to speak, and um, gets to, like, share and grow in a tradition with, like, a greater musical community. It's so awesome. Do you tour the rest of the year or do you just primarily wait for December and Usually. do this now? Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, things slowed down during the pandemic and our families grew. And so, yeah, we do do less um, music as the Sweetback Sisters throughout the year. But we, we still are hired for weddings and festivals and things like that. But yeah, as far as like being a regularly touring band, we, we save all of our... Uh, energy for Christmas because <laughs> we love it so much <laughs> we well, that's, can't. that's a good thing anything you'd like to to add to encourage folks to come on out to the show and uh talk about just you know before we wrap this up um it's gonna be fun don't miss it <laughs> <laughs> all right well Thank you, Zara. It's uh, been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope the show is successful. Merry Christmas. Yes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) 
have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us gather. If the fates allow, hang the shining star upon the highest bar, and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Thanks to Zara Bodie of the Sweetback Sisters for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. The Sweetback Sisters will bring their country Christmas sing-along spectacular to the Jamestown Art Center on December 16th as part of the Newport Live Music Series. For more, Christmas boogie on over to newportlive.org. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Rhode Island Blood Center, Mother Earth Wellness, Trinity Brew House, Rhode Island Energy, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 